Hello, and welcome back to the Yoga Magic Podcast, friends. I'm your host, Ashley Sondergaard, and this is a show all about self-care and self-discovery. Yoga was really that catalyst for me to find out what self-care actually felt like and led down this amazing self-development journey. And today, I just love to bring ideas to you about those areas that you can do this fun work as well. Today is one of my favorite episodes. I've got my girls, Gina and Meredith, back on the show, and we're doing an Ask Me Anything. So I sent out to you guys on Instagram, we would love some questions, and these questions were so funny. There were so many good ones. We're going to do this again because we didn't even get through all of them, and I... I truly was planning to talk about evening routines this week. I know I mentioned that last week, but this episode was just too funny. I had to get it out right away. So many funny things. We get a little weird. We're talking all about light beings and crazy stories that we've experienced in readings and why hypnosis, you know, it helps, how it can help in every day. So we get into some more detailed astrology. It's just a really fun episode and a perfect way to walk into the long weekend. As always, friends, I'm so glad you're here. If you want to get more involved in yoga magic, hop on our newsletter. There's more information in the show notes on that. And if you love Gina and Meredith, you can book a session with them. Their books are open right now. Find out more about them as well in the show notes. We will be back next week with those evening routines. I promised August book reviews, all the good things and sending you into the school year with, you know, a nice relaxing evening routine that you can actually do that didn't actually work. So that's coming next week. In the meantime, enjoy this. Ask me anything. If you have more questions, we're going to do it again, hopefully in the next couple months. So send them my way. We'd love to answer them. Here's Gina and Meredith. Welcome back, Meredith, Gina, my besties. I'm so glad you guys are here. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm so pumped to be here. I am too. Been going through it with Venus retrograde, but I'm excited yeah, for this too. episode. Yeah, me people too. are losing their shit. <laughs> With <laughs> Venus retrograde? Yeah, still? I mean, okay. it's hitting my chart pretty hard and it's important stuff I'm moving through. But yeah, the last week, my clients, personal, professional life, like people are kind of like moving through stuff. So if you're moving through mm. stuff, you're not alone. <laughs> Venus retrograde, it's a tough one. You're not alone. Yeah, what about Mercury God. retrograde? This one's not so bad, I right? Well, besides my computer issue 10 minutes ago, and I'm just dropping stuff. That's what my Mercury retrograde is looking like. Just things are flying out of cabinets. Um, we had a glitch in the matrix last night. My husband and I discovered we have a DVD kind of rack with DVDs on it. Okay. And I pulled out a double copy of a DVD. Like all of a sudden we had two copies of a movie that we, it's just weird. So like weird shit. I don't know. That you <laughs> like didn't know. know of? That it yeah. Just like we're up? very psycho with our movies. Like we have like this movie kind Whoa. of thing. We watch Whoa. Uh, the same movies over and over and we know what we own and all of a sudden we own two copies of the same movie and i was like kind of freaked out but i'm like i've heard of this happening these glitches in the matrix where somebody buys like a secondhand dress from a goodwill or something and all of a sudden they have two copies of the dress in their closet like this is <gasps> going around i know i got goosebumps really yeah so just social media has kind of like stories like that and i'm like oh i wonder if that's real or if it's a hoax and i'm like oh my god it happened to me i have two copies of one thing i only had was one the before. movie the matrix no, it was Star Trek. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that works. We're sci-fi, sci-fi dorks. So two copies. Of well, Star this Trek. is how big of a dork I am that I literally on my list is to watch The Matrix because I feel like people keep referring to like the well, different pills and the different whatever. Gina, that is like, a documentary. Like that is not a movie. That is a documentary. You have not okay. seen that movie. No, but I haven't seen most movies. So oh, it's, okay. it's not All like right. I'm avoiding it. It's just like, oh, please takes a lot. That. for oh, a movie you to get need into to... this brain. Okay. You should yeah. watch it and record our 
like reaction or your oh, reaction. Do that. We should do a few yoga party. magic movie night. Yes. Because yes. I mean, obviously it you're right. Meredith's right. It's it is a documentary. And like, I watch that movie like once a month and catch Oh, do you? Okay. Oh, I have all I gotta of get on it. When I, mean, I do well, want to have like pod, I think it'd be so fun to have podcast episodes where like picture us three watching the matrix. But like, if you have a little toke, if that's your game to get loose, do that. If you like a little wine or a cocktail mm-hmm. and just like get kind of loose. No, I will <laughs> I do gummies so and fun. like think about the matrix. I'm like, oh, that's what that means. Like, I know that. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> okay. Maybe this is an event. Okay, I'm gonna this, text you every I'll day. I'll noodle it until you live watch. TikTok it. We're gonna yeah, do live it. TikTok this event oh, or do God. something. There's yeah. Okay, we have so many plans. Watch, watch out, Yoga Magic. We're coming for yep. Adrian. <laughs> okay, for listeners that are new, can you just tell them who you are and quick little about your work, Gina? Why don't you start? Yeah, I'm Gina. Uh, my podcast is Past Lives and the Divine. I am a hypnotist among many other personal hobbies, but I help people experience past lives through hypnosis. And we not only experience them, but then we take that. What does that mean in your life today? How can we move forward? Um, And yeah, I've essentially been helping people kind of get in touch touch with their true nature, I say, since 2002. So I started in the wellness industry and have landed in hypnosis. And I've been here uh, over five years. Yeah. Awesome. And I am Meredith McCowan, owner of Earthing Astrology. I'm an evolutionary astrologer, which means I work with past life symbols in the birth chart. So Gina and I work line up, line up very well. And I've been doing this since 2017 professionally. And I'm also a dream worker. So I help people uh, work with their dreams, develop gifts in their dreams and figure out what their dreams mean, as well as uh, doing astrology readings for people all around the globe. These two have shaped my career path and, you know, you listeners love them. These are some of the most downloaded episodes. So we're doing an Ask Me Anything today. I sourced some questions from listeners. These were such good questions. Some of them were really funny. I feel like we're going to have a lot of of good convos. So let's hop right to it. First question is for you, Meredith. This is something I have thought about a lot and I know kind of like my take on it, but as a more practiced astrologer, How do you reconcile with planets in your chart that are either in their fall or their detriment? Yeah, I've been meditating kind of on this question that you sent me uh, ahead of time. And I don't like in a typical astrology reading, I won't use that language with a client. And though actually it always kind of bothered me. Um, some of the, the words that astrologers use like, oh, it's quote unquote bad if this planet is in this sign at your birth. And Mm -hmm. the way I think about this energy now, it's kind of like it's your non-dominant hand. So I'm right-handed, but like the planets in the fall are detriment. It's kind of like working with my left hand. You know, it's a little awkward. It's a little bit harder, but I don't get made fun of or criticized or shamed for like my left hand's inability to do what my right hands can. And I will be honest, um, the only the energy that shows up the most in my practice is Mars and Cancer. That is the one yeah. that repeats like crazy. That is, I think, one of maybe the more tough placements. So Mars, whoever's listening that doesn't know Mars, he's the god of war. And cancer is mother energy. So you don't want your mom to be pissed off as a mother. You don't want to be angry all the time. I mean, this is great energy for throwing a bus off of a child. 
But really, like oh, the God yeah. of War being in this like divine feminine sign, it's it's very tough. But typically in a reading, I will not work with fall detriment. I won't use that language, but I do work with rulerships daily. Uh, so the ruler of a sign, every sign has a planet that quote unquote rules it. That's kind of like in charge of it. And I use that on the daily, but fall detriment, not so much. And again, I just think of it as like a little clunky, like your non-dominant hand. That's the example that I give to work with the energy. It's not bad. I don't think it's bad that I'm right-handed. It's just like, it's a little bit easier for me to work with the planets that are more positive and uh, the planets that are tougher. Again, it's just like that left that, I don't know. That's what I keep saying, like working with the left hand. Mm-hmm. I don't, you know, I don't think there's anything wrong with me because I'm right-handed. Does that make right. sense? Like that's how I kind of like work with those. Options. I love that. And I would mm-hmm. say like your flavor, your take on things like that is one of the reasons why I really like your astrology mm. because like the whole detriment fall thing. I don't know. I just, I feel like it subconsciously like it. puts some things in our mind right. Maybe that doesn't need to be there or pressure or feeling bad about it. But yeah, just like the idea of using a non-dominant hand because when you start a lot of my clients are starting to learn astrology and they get freaked out by that language right um yeah so i try and calm those fears and it's not yeah i just don't like the negative connotations to some of it mm-hmm. total agreement I, you know when you look at a chart there is no good or bad that doesn't really you don't mm-hmm. have like a good chart or a bad chart you have what you're given and it's a matter of like how you work with that people that have that are ambidextrous like that's cool that's really exciting and if you can work something that is just a little bit clunkier to your advantage. Holy cow. Like it just, you know, it makes life that much more, you're more resilient, right? Mm -hmm. If everything was easy, if everything was in its, you know, perfect home spot and everyone was using their tools in this easy way, life would be so boring. This is what makes life real, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That was a good question. That was a good question. Yeah. Whoever sent that one. And thank you. Gina, what are the benefits of uncovering past lives? And I know that we talked about this last time, but like if you could give kind of an overview of like, there's so many benefits, what would you say? Yeah. Oh my gosh. So many benefits. Um, So first, what I will say is, first, let's go into it like this. Like if I were to have either of you run a marathon. I run a half too. I'm like 10 miles is my max. Yeah. Okay, cool. (laughs) Yeah, That's a good max, Merida. (laughs) But like, we've heard people talk about running a half marathon, running 10 miles, and you even heard about it before you did it. Mm -hmm. And you could conceptualize it and logically think about what it would be like for you to run that distance. But when you cross that finish line, and days later, weeks later, like that memory lives in your body as like an accomplishment. It's way more detailed because you lived through it. Like you're affected differently by having that lived experience rather than just hearing about it. So what I will say about that is that's kind of the difference between a past life reading and a past life regression. So a past life regression, we're using hypnosis so the client can go in and experience a past life. And this comes through memory. And so the idea is that everything that's ever happened to us is stored in your subconscious mind. Mm. And so if you're freaky deaky like me, and you think there are other timelines, other lifetimes, then that would include those as well. So we go into hypnosis to be able to access those deep, sometimes even cut off memories. And it's from there that we can like, gain a new perspective that could completely change our life. Um, For example, I've 
I say this one a lot, but I'll get people who had parents who abandoned them, whether it was through adoption or a parent that left when they were a kid or just a parent that wasn't a good parent, like emotionally they were abandoned. And this person is now an adult and they are having a difficult time with this relationship with their parent. They come into the session and they're just asking. I've had people ask specifically, like, I want to experience a past life that will help me um, handle this parent better in mm, this life or mm-hmm. feel better in that relationship in that life. And some people don't even share this with me. And it's just a part of the story that they, that happens in the past life regression. Then they share it with me later, but essentially this new perspective can come in. Like I've had clients who in a past life, they abandoned a child just like their parent did in this life. And it's not that like, karma and you deserve this. It's literally just like, we've all been everything and done everything. And so being able to pull up and relive that memory of being a parent who abandons a child, like one client in particular I'm thinking about, she felt all the pain and agony Mm. in that decision. And in that, she was able to show up in her relationship with her parent. I don't remember now which one it was, but they are all able to show up in that relationship with their parent with just less emotional baggage. Like, and, and parents are, I feel like that primary relationship where it's like, if we have a relational issue, it is probably coming through that line. Um, so yeah, gaining a new perspective, embodying something. I love to go into a past life regression with the intention to embody something that I really want. Like I have a history of enmeshment, codependence. And so for me, I started using those things as a tool of survival before I even have conscious memories. Mm-hmm. So to show up as a 40-year-old and and being like, wait, that's how I'm doing things. That's why it feels like shit. That's why I have no energy. And then learning how to be healthily detached and understanding what that is. It's like, I can't, Gina's brain can't even conceptualize that. So what I've done is gone back into past life regression. I've actually had two of them this year, oh, three of them this year, where part of the intention was just to have an experience that will help me embody that healthier detachment in this life as Gina. And that has been really mind opening and just like stress relieving and the different perspectives. It's literally like being like, that person has the skill I want. You go inhabit their body and be like, oh, that's how you're doing this. And then you take that knowledge and you apply it in your life. And the cool thing with hypnosis, again, we're working in that subconscious mind. So when we have these um, insights, wisdom that we gain, um, perspective shifts, when we're able to embody a characteristic that we want in this life, it changes in our subconscious mind. And our subconscious mind is the beliefs and the thoughts and the stories in which we operate, we make decisions mm-hmm. from there. We see, we see, or we don't see opportunities in our life from there. Um, we think we have the ability or the worthiness to do something, to get something, or not. So it's a really cool experience. But then that change just lasts for as long as your life lasts, really. Mm-hmm. And even into other lives, they would say. Another thing I'll say is you can get a greater perspective. So one of the things that I do is I have a monthly membership group. And every month we we kind of hypnotic journey and discover another topic. And so in August, we were 
all about like, why did you choose this body? How to take care of this body? Mm. What to know about this body? So through hypnosis, we can even access our higher self and understand like why we chose our parents, why we chose this body, why we chose this path. And, and from there, we can get a greater understanding that helps us like make peace with it in this life. Or if we need to disconnect, need to release that, it's easier to see that 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 clearly needs to happen. Because sometimes that like a release of a relationship can be really confusing too. So yeah, it touches every part of our lives. Mm-hmm. My experience too. Mm. That's, I haven't heard that thorough of an answer, Gina. That's like, I love all those examples. And I'm, I'm the, I think this most specific example that I have of real benefits is that I've, I really used hypnosis to, to understand how to parent my three different children in a, in the best possible way, understanding that my relationship with my eldest tends to be like, we've been sisters in many lives. We have this like sister bond. My middle, we alternate between like, I'm the parent, she's the parent, I'm the parent. So there's like some sometimes a little bit of friction, but like, I know that. And that makes her so unique. And then my youngest being almost like a twin flame, like an extension of my actual soul. And like, how does one parent themselves? Right. And so, and I learned this in in hypnosis. It's just like wild. And yet it's subtle, but it makes so much sense. And our words may be like going over your head, everybody right now. And that's okay. Because when you experience it yourself, you're just like, it clicks. You're like, oh, I know exactly what she's talking about. Yeah. Yeah. And I always call out too, if you're brand new to this, if you go to Past Lives in the Divine, search that podcast. Episode three is called Anatomy of a Past Life Regression. And it's a really nice layout of like how these sessions go. I mean, everybody does a session a little bit different, but like how these sessions go and just common fears and just the path that we can take the information that we can get. So if Mm -hmm. this is all new to you, that'd be a good place to start if you want more. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Meredith, back to you. Info on yachts. How do you navigate? Like, first of all, what is a yacht (laughs) for Mm -hmm. people that are like, what the heck? And this particular listener was like, how do you navigate a cancer moon in yacht? Yeah, I'll do my best to answer that question. I don't know which point of the yacht the Cancer Moon is on, and I'm a little flying blind with this specific part of that. But I'll explain what a yacht is first. Um, a yacht is a combination of aspects. There's one sextile, which means planets are 60 degrees apart, and then there are two inconjunct aspects, which are 150 degrees apart. And the two ink, it looks like a compass point like this. It's like a big triangle in the mm-hmm. bird chart. And the sextile usually is a blue line, very harmonious energy. So those planets are friends. And the inconjunct is um, usually represented by a green line. But I was thinking about this. I was like, it should be flaming, burnt orange poop color because inconjuncts are really <laughs> tough aspects. They're not, I don't think they're talked about enough. They are very, very difficult aspects. And a yod is nicknamed finger of God. It looks like a compass point. And it will point to one thing with the two kind of green lines if you maybe have a chart in front of you. Uh, I don't have a visual to share on a podcast, but that's what it is. One sextile, two inconjuncts, 160 degree angle, two 150 degree aspects. Um, And this is considered a destiny formation. Mm. I don't like the word destiny and I don't, maybe you guys have another word (laughs) that you prefer for some reason that doesn't quite feel right to me, but I don't have another language to use. And I am getting more and more clients with yods. They are historically very, very rare uh, Mm. to have a yod in the chart. And honestly, the more clients I see, the more yods I discover. I mean, I throw the asteroids in there, so it's more likely to have one. Mm. I've seen a client with three yods before or two yods. Um, So they're very complex. And they'll. what I've noticed in my practice is they'll 
stress you out or just kind of you have this itchy energy. You feel like you have to do something or you have a mission on earth. And I'm not an expert on yods. There's actually not very many experts. As far as I can tell, there's not a lot of information online about yods, but I will work to do my best in a session to crack the code with a client. But there needs to be a lot of communication, a lot of conversation back and forth in order to figure out what that means. And well, let's work with the moon in cancer. That's what it was, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, The moon is in home base in cancer. It's ruled Mm -hmm. by the moon. And the moon is mother energy. Cancer is mother energy. So if you have a yod with a moon in cancer, that's either probably having to do something with you being a mother or Mm -hmm. your mother's line, your relationship with your mother. I'd have to see the whole chart, but mother energy is prominent and has something to do with your quote unquote destiny in that Mm -hmm. chart. So that's a little, that's, this is advanced astrology, by the way, (laughs) very advanced astrology. So if you're not understanding what the words coming out of my mouth, that's okay. But that's, that's something that like, I wouldn't necessarily find in a, in a pretty basic reading. And I think somebody that is curious about this, like do a session with Meredith to find, you know, do I have one? What does it mean? And, And I love how you describe like in conversation in in evoking like what are your values what's important to you in this life it can come out i i hadn't even thought of that that's such a cool perspective on it right my soul path session which is on my website earthingastrology.com is where i'll look for a yod in your chart if a bird chart Mm -hmm. reading i might find it too and then i'll look back in time forward in time to see by transit if your yod is activated Mm -hmm. Um, because that's usually if it's a major outer planet that's a major turning point in your life if you're not on course uh, and your yod gets turned on in your chart, that is a course correction if you need one. Um, usually, again, major turning points in someone's life. Now I want to know. I'm going to have to say, Do you have a yod, Meredith? I don't know, actually. Oh, like, I know what I do. I'm still a I'll baby astrologer. You do? Where's yours, Gina? Yeah, what's yours, Gina? I don't remember. I don't remember. I just remember the word yod and being like, oh, shit. I think it, I feel like it was something to do with like <laughs> my <laughs> Chiron and oh no um, no <laughs> yeah, relationship. I, I confuse it with YOLO. Obviously, that's not the same here. Like <laughs> <laughs> I do love YOLO energy. I do yeah, too. They're difficult to find because a lot of even my software doesn't pull in all the aspects. I have to find it kind of by eye or by hand. And yeah, Gina, you've got one. It's hard for me to see right now, but I think it's pointing towards Pallas Athena. Does that sound right? Uh, I'll have to double check. But Ashley, if you ask, I don't asked, even know uh, what that is. <laughs> um, yes, Gina <laughs> confirmed you have one. Um, and Ashley, I'll take a look if you want to throw. Yeah, it no, I it's, I don't need to put you on the spot. I will pay you for your time, Meredith. It's all. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Okay, I do too. That was a cool. I love that. You guys are good questions, everybody. Okay. Yes. Um, this one is for you, Gina. What makes somebody good at getting hypnotized? Can you be good and bad? Yeah, hell yeah. Um, yeah, <laughs> I've got some okay. astrology to this that I've been putting together too. <laughs> oh, okay. I want to hear that. Okay. Oh, yeah. We actually, I think we've we talked, talked about, about this. That. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I would love, I mean, to, there's a, more and more people studying astrology that are also learning passive hypnosis. So I feel like this is going to be a huge explosion because historically there's a couple books written by past hypnotists that know astrology, but the water signs typically boom out. Um, The air and the earth signs struggle. I'm an earth sign, a lot of earth, no water in my chart. I just had my third past life hypnosis two months ago. It was my most successful one. 
So it depends on, you know, I've got this Capricorn control, Aquarius also control. That's what it is. Control. That's what it is. My ego. Oh my God. That's what it is. <laughs> I don't know if you've had this uh, experience. I've done psychedelics and also gotten hypnotized. And I have a similar relationship with my ego under both. It's like Meredith is gagged and bound in the back of my subconscious, yeah. <laughs> but she's always trying to fight to gain control, whether I'm on psychedelics or hip- hypnotized. And I have to talk to myself now. My last hypnosis, I talked to myself a week in advance to, I talked to my ego. I said, Meredith, get out of the way. And I had a lot of success mm. with that. Um, so if you're nervous, I, I get clients, Gina, that tell me I can't be hypnotized, mm-hmm. but they've never tried it. <laughs> um, right. So I'm like, you're setting that you're manifesting <laughs> that you can't get hypnotized. So start to affirm to yourself. I can be hypnotized. I feel safe with my practitioner, yeah. like, whatever you need to tell yourself. So I'll let Gina answer that question, but that's my <laughs> okay. So I am so glad you answered that because uh, I've heard you say that before, Meredith. I yeah. actually just listened to that Soulful Mystics podcast episode where you're on. Oh, you did? Like they just released it, I think. I know, it could drop um, today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. So first of all, what I'll say is we all have the ability to be hypnotized and we all move through that brainwave state at least twice a day if you're someone who sleeps. So we all move through it on our way to sleep. We all move through it on our way back from sleep. It's kind of a, I describe it, it, well, and it is, but like the brainwave state between deep meditation and sleep. So you're still awake. You're still conscious in theory, like you really are still in control, even though you might feel like there's parts of yourself that's like, I don't want to do this. (laughs) Like you are in control for sure. Everybody is born with this ability. It is a part of this earth suit. You can do it. The only thing is, is if you don't want to do it, if you don't feel safe, Mm -hmm. if you don't think you can do it, human intention is the most powerful thing on this planet and you will block yourself. Mm -hmm. So I've always, I've never had a client who didn't go anywhere and get anything, but I have wrestled verbally in a hypnotic induction using deepeners to help people get convinced that they are having an experience. Um, And it's pretty wild how people will not, uh, how people will deny that experience. Like, oh, I didn't get anything. Like, I'll hear that. first one, totally. I was like, I made all that up. I mean, yeah. And then, and then they'll say, I didn't get anything. And I'll be like, well, what did you experience? And then it'll be like, Oh, so you had a night, a life on another planet. You just are in denial about it. Like, this yeah, is right. It's like my imagination. Yeah. You know, like that's your right. But that doesn't mean hypnosis is wrong. That doesn't mean the hypnotist is bad. That just means you're not ready. You don't want to do it, whatever. So everyone can do it. And then because we're humans and our brains have this amazing ability called neuroplasticity, it's just the more we do something, the easier it gets. That's yep. why the first time you run a mile, it's way fucking harder than the hundredth mile that you run. It's just our body and our brain's ability to get better at things. So we don't have to use so much effort going forward. And everything we do is touched by that, including moving into a hypnotic trance. So the more you do it, the easier it gets. Some people, they can get it. They can go into a hypnotic trance without even an induction. They're just yeah. like psychically open. Yeah. Some people need that induction. Um, I honestly think that we're all open and connected. I don't even know if in 10 years, 20 years, are we even going to be talking about hypnosis? I think eventually we're all just going to be able to 
astrally travel, access this information without necessarily doing hypnosis. So yes, some people are better than other people or it comes easier. But at the end of the day, we can all do it. The more you do it, the easier it gets. I'm at a point right now where I don't even need a hypnotic induction. Like I just need repetitive movement. So if I go on a walk with the intention to get information, I will get it. Um, Mm. If I sit down and just get quiet to do, say, like a group property reading, I can get it. But to me, um, I wouldn't have been able to do that without a hypnotic induction five years ago. So it is something we can for sure get better at. And are we getting better at it? Or are we just clearer about what our intuition is saying and trusting it more? You know, it's all involved. But for sure, we can all do it. We can all get better at it. Unless you don't think you can or you don't want to, then. Can I ask a question about like trance states? Um, Yeah. And maybe there's no science behind this, but. When I tell people, you know, when they say I can't be hypnotized, I bring up examples like, well, have you ever driven in a car on a really long stretch? And all of a sudden you're like, oh, where did I go for? I drove 45 miles and I'm like, I wasn't really paying attention. Or when you're a kid in school is zoning out at your desk. That's kind of a trance state, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Like you're not fully there. And that's kind of similar to hypnosis wavelengths. Again, I don't know if there's science behind some of that stuff, but that is being hypnotized basically. Um, yeah, if you're zoning out on a long, boring drive. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. So I always say like you experience it twice a day if you sleep, but really like if you drive, if you do a lot of the same boring things, like you're going out of that trance state a lot, probably. Mm. Hmm. If my watching TV, you're in a trance state. Like, yes, that's why oh. like I can't even watch TV with commercials <gasps> anymore because my mind is just like, zzz, zzz, I can't No, nope. yeah. like even YouTube with commercials. I cannot do it. Oh, I, I hear a YouTube. commercial and yeah. it's off. Like, yep. same. That is yeah. you guys. This is this is just like clicking right now because I, I can't watch TV anymore. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. When I did watch TV, I would I would become so entranced, truly that like. I couldn't, I wouldn't even see what was going on with like my kids. Like if we sat down for a movie, mm-hmm. I just get so into it. And I'm, I'm very easily hypnotized cancer son in the front, just like very open. And, and now it's, it's too much to watch mm-hmm. TV. I know that sounds so stupid. No, I can't no, watch I TV either. It. And Ashley, your kids right no. now are hypnotized, aren't they? <laughs> well, one of two of them are one of yeah, them watching they're TV. watching TV, but also because they're when, before you're seven, before you turn seven, you're in a trance. Yeah, state. You are. You're literally flipping osmosis. Yeah. And like, no wonder when they say stuff like about their past lives, which I, you know, they don't know that they're saying that, but they'll mention something like, oh, this happened. And I'm like, of course it did. Of course it did. Like, you know, these things. Yeah. <gasps> that is cool. The TV thing. I totally. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I see it in kids. They just thought, like immediately sucked in. So yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Not, not to say that we shouldn't be watching TV, especially kids. Oh, I still watch TV. I just <laughs> without commercials. <laughs> yeah. I upgraded my YouTube account. So I got beyond it. Yep. <laughs> I just read, I read my books. I read my smutty books and that's, that gets me my <laughs> relaxation time. Um, okay. This question is from, for me, any self-care practices that you think are a waste of time? Oh, I love this oh, one. I like this one. I want to know what you say. <laughs> I have, I mean, I have lots of, lots of opinions on this. Um, but I think the overarching thing is that if someone is telling you that you need to do something for your self-care, and it doesn't feel good to you, literally do not do it. It is don't. not. If yeah. I tell you you're supposed to meditate and it doesn't serve you, don't you don't have to do it. It's a complete waste yeah. of time because we have become 
so pressured and so shoulded on as it relates to self-care. It's, it's, it's very overwhelming. And I feel very opinionated now that like, it's, there's just, it's another thing on the to-do list. And so it can be so simple, but only you know what suits you, what's best for you. And it could be totally weird. It could be something like, you know, a, a fire breathing breath for every few minutes in the day. Like that's what feels good for you. And great. No one doesn't matter to anyone else but you. And so throw out all that that should from other people, from TV, from influencers, from me, and let it go. What do you guys, what do you guys think? I love that. I love that advice. I think that um, everything that, so hundreds of clients, I've sat through hundreds of conversations, maybe even thousands with people in their spirit guides, not even, I'm not even counting my conversations with my spirit guides. And that's what it is. It's like, what you desire, what interests you, what you're curious about are key, key pieces to understanding yourself and what's going to work for you. What's going to work for you in relationship? What's going to work for you taking care of yourself? What's going to work for you for work? And so I think what's really important is to like take in any external advice and always run it through a filter of how does this feel to me? And maybe it's like, yo, I just hate meditation. It's never worked for me. And then it's like, well, it's coming to my orbit again. What is it from meditation that does seem appealing to me? Oh, I like the, um, the quiet time and the time to be with my thoughts. Well, if sitting in one place with your eyes closed is unappealing to you, could you go on a bike ride, lay in the grass? Could you stand Mm -hmm. barefoot somewhere? Could you like all kinds of different ways that we can, when someone offers a self-care thing, there's a reason why. And so if you can figure out why you're drawn to it, then just use that, use that, get curious about all the different ways you could access that peace of mind, that um, relaxation, that replenishment, that energizing. Mm -hmm. And I really do. And from the spirit guides, it's really like life on earth is partially figuring out, figuring out this earth suit, figuring out how we manifest. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And just like, let it be fun. Let it be an exploration. We can also have it be a serious, heavy, torturous (laughs) exploration. But like, yeah, go with the things you're intentionally adding things into your life. So go with what seems genuinely, genuinely interesting and, and enjoyable to you. Um, For me personally, I'm in and out with meditation, but meditation for me is something I drop when I notice that during the meditation, I'm annoyed or bored with it. Yeah. Or um, I find myself dreading it. Like, oh, I'm Mm. dreading that daily meditation. Mm. And then for me, it's like, yes, I'm going to let that meditation go, but I'm probably, I will find something to access whatever benefits I was trying to get after that. And, And to know that like we change everybody changes. We change from phase to phase, day to day. So these things will change. It's not a set it and forget it thing, probably. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It can change. Ebbs and flows. Yeah. This is my favorite question that I cannot... I'm so excited to hear what comes out of this. This is kind of for everybody. Meredith, let's start with you. What's the craziest story that you can share in the work that you've done? Anything that's like happened that is just crazy town wild? I have so many. I figured you. I, I wish I was better at logging like the glitches in the matrix, the crazy stuff I hear. But one story kept popping in my head when I saw that question. Um, and this one 
is a little darker undertones. So I want to just say everything is fine at the end of the day. But this was my first experience with this kind of like darker energy. This is years ago. I remember it was like, it felt like late at night and I was doing a session. I was working with Natalie Fowler at the time, who was a psychic. And we had a client book a 90 minute session. We don't offer those anymore, but we did back in the day. And they ended up being 45 minutes late for the 90 minute session. And um, we're kind of like looking out the door. Where's the client? Where's the client? They walked in finally. Um, and now they picked up on something before they even walked in. And we did the session. Um, and I'm going to make this long story short, but I noticed I, I used my iPad back in the day when I was in in-person sessions. I had an iPad with charts in front of me. And my iPad battery drained like 90% in 45 minutes or like something ridiculous where Ooh. normally in a typical session, even a 90 minute session, my iPad would drain like 5%. So I've never seen, I, I've heard that happen like ghost hunting experiences, like batteries mm -hmm. go wild. Um, and the client needed a huge clearing. Um, there was like an entity or I don't, I don't know. That was about my pay scale at the time. But that factored into why they were 45 minutes late, we figured out. There was like something trying to not have that client come oh. see us. And I'm getting goosebumps just talking about this. Like something was trying to not let the client allow to see us because like, I don't know, that entity or whatever it was knew that if the client got to us, we were going to get rid of it. it. It's gone. I follow up with the client the next day. They're like, yes, great. Every, everything shifted after the session. But I had never noticed like batteries draining. Um, that was my first experience with kind of like in an astrology joint session, something like that happening. Um, and I, I, I don't get scared. I, I, I strangely in a session, I'm like, <laughs> I don't know, Gina, maybe you've probably dealt with some darker, scarier stuff too, but I, there's something just overcomes me and I'm like, not today, motherfucker. Like, no. We like, are so powerful. <laughs> you're like, in your yeah, power. Yeah. 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 Work. yeah. But yeah, with the battery draining thing, I've again, going back to the beginning of this podcast, like that glitch in the matrix, my husband experienced last night. I've heard stories of ghost hunts where batteries drain and equipment goes haywire, but that was the first time I experienced it myself and only time to date in my practice. So a little bit of a darker one, but at the happy ending. Um, definitely. Yeah. There, there, it isn't scary. I, I'm with you. Right. I, like when I yeah. even I've like done some entity removal with you, Gina, and like yeah. in when I worked in a haunted hotel growing up, like it wasn't scary. They're just because yeah. we are so powerful. We are yeah. so much more powerful than than anything that's lingering around here. So yeah, like if people are getting freaked out by this kind of stuff, we are powerful. We have control. Yeah. Another thing I really like about the hypnotic trance space is that. It's really easy because you're accessing this like <clears throat> deeper, wiser part of yourself is, is the way I see it. It's like your emotions are there, but they're not controlling you. So like in that space, in a hypnotic trance, when you experience an entity, um, it's a lot of just kind of like matter of fact, like, yep. no, I don't want this here. And there could be like, ew, that's creepy, but it's not, that is not being transmuted into fear that's then propelling you in a certain direction. Right. It's like this ability right. to like really operate and be aware of your emotions, but not so controlled by your emotions. Um, and so in entity removal, that is great. Yeah. <laughs> Neutral. We've all been programmed to be so afraid of it. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Gina? Yeah. Craziest story. So I do have some crazy entity stories. One in particular, like tried to 
it was like around my throat, but I cleared it all good. That's not what I'm going to say. So (laughs) my first, (laughs) so there's two of them that actually kind of come to mind and they're like rivals right now. So I'll just say them both quick, but I one time had a past life regression. I went into it thinking it was a past life regression. Me personally, in my personal life, I don't necessarily think these are in the past. I think it's all happening at once, but I call it past life regression because you get what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. So anyway, I went into a past life regression and found myself on another planet, which took me a while to like actually go with that. And then um, I realized that I was on that planet doing some work, but like earth was a memory and like a fond memory, like it didn't exist Mm. anymore or I couldn't go back (gasps) anymore. Um, And, and then the past life regression actually ended. I was on a planet as an old man, being a teacher, teaching whatever it was I was exploring and finding. And the death scene was like a dream death scene. Like I would love it if I could recreate that in this life. Um, But in that was like, Um, I was on a planet that was similar to Earth, but it was very treacherous. Like you would only go into the ocean like if you wanted to die. And that's, in fact, where a lot of people would go to die. And that's where I died in that past life. I was in this like essentially this like little bubble thing and I was in it ready to die. And I went into it and it went into the ocean and it just got rocked by the waves. And my soul just kind of like slowly ascended out of that body. And that was like the whole intention of going in the pod wow. and going into the ocean. I remember <laughs> and talking like... to you about this. I don't know if <laughs> yeah. I ever shared, but my husband had a dream about that happening to him. What? Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know if it was a dream or a meditation experience, but my husband shared that with me. And I'm like, well, Gina from Past Lives of the Divine had a yeah. similar experience. And he's like, he's not ready yet. But <laughs> yeah, like, like the mind yeah. slide where you I'm can like, tell yeah, they're like, yeah. they're listening, what? but they're not. Oh, there I think I forgot no to tell you, tell you that live. Yeah. No, that, I love that story, Gina, because I, well, I love aliens, but so yeah. cool. And that was your first alien life, right? That you experienced in hypnosis? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And I actually, that's on my podcast, episode 108. And it's like, lessons from the future or something like that. But I've had other red planet lives have been very, very impactful. But that was the Mm. first one that really sticks out to me. And then I've had clients who like experience light beings. And in the first time I did that, it was like hard to calibrate energy. The client was having a hard time. And yeah, language. (laughs) there's no language in my experience. Yeah, there's no language. And sometimes the frequency of them can be like, uncomfortable to us, which that's can be what like, my, wow. you, maybe you listen to that episode I just put out, but that's what I, my body felt like it was almost too intense. It was like the edge of being too yes. intense, but yes. I was like, yeah. I've never had that physical feeling, um, before, but I've, ex- that's when I was experiencing a light beam. It yeah. was like, I was going to float out of the chair. It's pretty cool. Yeah. So what's your other wild. one? Do you have another like crazy story? Well, I would say it is the second one that came to mind was this client and it's episode 91 of past lives in the divine, but she encountered light beings and oh. we were just, we did a past life regression always after a past life regression. I go to a space of spiritual guidance with my client and that's where sometimes like they're passed away relative or whatever will come and visit them spontaneously, which yeah, to me is probably like my favorite. Like it always makes me cry. And, but yeah, I would say this one, um, episode 91 experiencing light beings. That was like, you can actually hear me like struggling being like, okay, (laughs) can you have them step back so we can like figure out how we're going to talk to them? So intense. Yeah. It's so cool. Oh my gosh. That is, 
Gina, when you're describing this is like for listeners, because I've been talking a lot about I like to talk about the books that I'm reading, just like fun pop culture books. Right. And I'm reading. I just finished The Full Throne of Glass. I know you've read those too, the Sergei Mass. And yep. you're you had mentioned just a moment ago, like that we're all kind of like the worlds exist at the same time. And that's how she describes her, <laughs> this is such a tangent, but like her books in that they are existing in different worlds at the same time. And at the end of Throne of Glass, there's a moment where the main character from that series is falling through worlds and she sees the characters from A Court of Thorns and Roses. And like, I forgot about that. I know, right? And so you listeners that are not reading this stuff are like, what the F? But it's this same idea, like that all of these things are existing at the same time. And I'm with you on that. that. Like, we're just sometimes a matter of accessing it Oh, that is just like it gives me. And I do believe that. I do believe that. Like, especially with like Game of Thrones, like that is a world somewhere. Like, yeah, that did not just come from a human brain. Like, he, that author is accessing information of other lifetimes, other worlds. That's what I think. That's how you can go like so into detail and Mm -hmm. so into the mindset of people as opposed to and like write a story. Yeah. Yeah. I I believe that. I, God, I forgot about that part. My story isn't quite as cool as your guys's, but I think this is like when I really realized how powerful astrology is. I was doing a bachelorette party or no, what was it? It was like a birthday party or something. And this woman sat down and was just doing like shorty readings for everyone there, like 10, 15 minute birth chart readings. And this woman sits down and I'm reading her chart and she just has like this blank look on her face. Um, And that's not normally the response I get from people. She was just kind of like... Uh, like, I don't know, like, didn't seem like it was correct. And I'm like, she kind of at the end, she's like, this really doesn't sound like me. And I was like, okay, well, let's check your birth time. Like, let's make sure that this is the right information. Like, you know, if this doesn't sound like you and I'm going on and on for like 15 minutes trying to figure it out. And she's just giving me nothing. And at the very end of the session, she goes, oh, this really sounds like my twin sister. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there you go. Like, of course it does. Because theoretically, you know, twins that are born with and even just a few like minutes. And I think she had said that like a minute or two apart, they are very close. They share the chart. And so for whatever reason, I was just reading the parts of the chart that really resonated with her sister and not with this person. But like, it wasn't wrong. It was just that it wasn't her. That and is so I was funny. like blown away. Isn't that wild? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh, I'm reading your twin. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> well, Gina knows twins are tricky in astrology. They are. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to more education myself on twin charts um, because they do split. And uh, each person on earth wants to be an individual. Um, mm-hmm. So when you share energy with someone, one of you might take the moon, one of you might take the sun sign, or one of you might take more of the negative expression of the chart, one the positive. So it's tricky. Um, it that's is. a good story. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, you guys, we have more questions, but we're coming to time. So maybe we have to do this again, get some more questions. These I were all so it. good. Let's do it again. I love it. Part yes. two. I'm in. Anything, I'm in, I'm in. anything you guys have coming up you want to promote or anything you want to share with listeners? I, uh, yeah, I actually have a new workshop I'm putting together with a medium. Um, so there's a lot of intuitive development courses, classes out there, but I've had a lot of requests from clients who are coming into a gift of mediumship, which means they can communicate to deceased loved ones or something's happening to them. And I'm putting a three week course together with a medium that's going to launch in the next couple of weeks. So check my website, earthling astrology It's going to be very small class to keep it intimate. But if you think you might be communicating with someone and want to maybe enhance that, um, this course might be for you. 
Ooh, very awesome. cool. Can we check that very, out? Very, very cool. Yeah. 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 I'm just working on behind the scenes. Well, I actually just uh, will be putting out an email this Friday. I have a retreat that's going to go in Sedona in March, Ooh. 2024, which I'm super excited about. Gina, I think I'm going to come. I haven't told I you. Oh my God. I, like, I, I think yeah. I'm going to go. You guys, I'm so pumped about Sedona. I really am. And uh, so that, but then fall is all about me getting ready for kinship 2024, my annual membership. I'm really excited about that, actually, because this month in kinship, like I said, we're talking about the earth suit, the body, why'd you pick it, how to take care of it. Mm. And 2024 is going to be like, even deeper into that, mm. like how to deal with this body. What's a yes in this body? What's a no in this body? How to take care of this body? How does nature really affect this body? And just like all of the different things of like having an earth suit. And I'm so pumped to do it. Like I personally have been on this journey for a couple of years. And so to have it kind of materialize in a way that I can bring it to a group of people. I'm really excited about that. So yeah, oh, my so membership, needed. I'm prepping for that. So if you're interested, um, pastlivesinthedivine.com, you can click on kinship that's under the work with me. And that registration doesn't open up till November, but, but get on that email list. Thanks you guys. I love this so much. This is and... wonderful. I would love to answer more questions are like my love language. I love it. Yeah, we will. All right. Thanks, babes. Thanks again for tuning in, everyone. Thanks to Gina and Meredith for being on the show once again. If you want to learn more about them, book a session with them, check out their information in the show notes. And if you want to be more involved in the Yoga Magic community, check out our newsletter. You can sign up for that in the show notes as well. And I would love to see you again next week. We'll be talking evening routines. Thanks so much for being here, friends.